Welcome to Jason and the Movie Knots. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Carlos Rodella. And we are discussing For the Dark World from 2013, directed by Alan Taylor and starring, you know, all those people from the Thor movies. Yeah, and uh, Natalie Portman and um, the lady who's <laughs> uh, Darcy. She's Darcy in this movie. I She's Kat like Dennings in real life. Kat Dennings, yeah. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins. Christopher Eccleston, you'll never recognize him. Zachary Levy's in here for a moment. Idris Elba, Renee Russo, uh, lots of people. Yeah, this is Thor. It's Thor again. It's a, it's Thor again. But it's in the dark world. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Snor the Dark World, I think. Whoa, we are getting a little like, glimpse of what you're thinking about this movie. Foreshadowing foreshadowing well let's not foreshadow let's do it like we've done the last couple episodes at the top here we'll do the overview of how we thought about the movie in general and then we'll break it down note section by note section sound good okay should i start or do you want to start i feel like you should start yeah i i i actually thought this was the worst of the marvel movies we've watched so far what i'll put i'll put my cards on the table right up front this is literally the opposite of last episode then Wow. Okay. That's uh, uh, my foreshadowing. I didn't, I, I had trouble finding anything I actually really liked about this. Wow. I really like this. Wow. Okay. Now I didn't love it. It's not like in the huge, you know, categories that we're going to get to with Ragnarok's and even Captain Marvel. I liked a lot actually. Um, but I did really like it almost like, again, flip episode. If you go back and listen to the last episode, you didn't think you would like Iron Man 3 as much as you did mm-hmm. and still got what, like a seven or something, or was it an eight? Yeah, I think I it, was a, it was a seven, I, I think. Seven or eight, you know? And yeah. so I think that's where I'm going to land. It's this thing where like, oh, enough of the pieces, enough of the boxes were checked for Carlos to like a Marvel movie that it started creeping in on that when I was watching it, going like, wow. oh, I like this a lot better than I thought. I want to hear about this. Does this tie to your theory about the music in the movie? No, I'll get to that. But it it does actually, and this is a great you know experiment that we're doing with this podcast. It literally explains to me what I like out of a Marvel movie. Like Ooh. I think Thor: Dark World finally did it because we've been through what I don't know ten movies or something. A lot. This is, this is number nine so far. Okay, so we've we see it's run the gamut pretty well. Um, it's not more of the newer ones sometimes, but. Uh, well, I guess Captain Marvel was, but it just feels like as I watch them and we both watch them and go, oh, groan at this kind of a thing for a Marvel movie or, oh, this is something we like out of a Marvel movie. I feel like I got it now, which is great. And I'll, I'll break it down in the notes section. But before we get started, and that's interesting that we we flip flopped on that. Yeah. Um, but the, the the thing I can't get why it still happens and I'm guessing it's because of theaters and maybe you can uh, allude uh, what the idea might be but every time i watch any movie and i usually watch stuff in my headphones but if i don't i'm really conscious of it if it's like in my apartment here and it's like loud if i'm watching a movie the music and sound effects are always louder than dialogue and i don't mean just because they're music and sound effects that i'm an editor and i i know i have the ear for it they turn them up just like tv commercials and I'm wondering if it's because of the theater where they wanted to activate the boost or fucking bass or something. But wow. I am I really perturbed by it. Oh, you're not, you're going to be not be able to unhear it now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Thank you for doing that to me. 
if you ever do it in your what like just TV <laughs> with your sound system, you don't notice it. Do you or you do it with your sound it's system, just, right? Uh, well, I I notice it with TV shows like going into commercials, right? But not then again, I don't watch very many commercials. I've just never noticed it. Uh, I might have just done you a great disservice. Oh, what a friend! Well, anyways, all I know is it is terrible, and I'm just wondering why it happened. So, uh, if anyone ever listens to this and has a comment about this specific thing, uh, please, I don't know, leave a comment somewhere or tweet me O N A W A. What what is going on? What is what's going on? All right, let's get to the movie. Yeah. Um. So I have a lot of notes, but do you want to just go through it like we normally do? Sure. Um, it starts with the dark elves. It's very similar to the, I think, first Thor movie where they go, here's a history lesson. We're going to start with history and it's our elves and there's an ether and the elves fell, but they got to buy, then they got to bury away the ether power. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And, uh, did you, did you care for the, the fact that they went back to the, the past again, like they did before? It just felt like it. So this is my one of my bigger complaints about this movie is, you know, there's some sequels that are basically just kind of a slightly different rehash of the first movie. And I felt like this was just, okay, we had Anthony Hopkins narrate the beginning of the first movie. We'll have him narrate the beginning of the second movie. We'll tie it to some sort of mythology. We'll tie it to, again, to some sort of mythology because uh, that, that worked the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it did feel like a carbon copy of that moment and the history stuff. And then you have Loki and Odin chatting, uh, chatting. And Odin's in this whole movie is kind of mean. Yeah. Like in the first one, he feels more like, I don't know, uh, agreeable or something. Or maybe because he was sick, because he was getting sick or something. But he's like taunting Loki in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is one of the questions I had for you. Yeah. So Loki's a trickster, right? And it's his nature to be a trickster. And like he's been a he's kind of been a jerk all his life. We're just only seeing this one little bit of it, but he's always been a trickster. He's always done these weird things that kind of pissed off his whole family. Why is Odin finally sick and tired of his shit? Right. Cause he wasn't doing it since he's a kid. Exactly. That's a good point. He should be like, I know I get it already. I know who you are. I mean, did it take till they were adults before Odin's like, come on guys, grow up. Oh, I know what it is. Actually. I, I know what it is. It's the stakes are higher. Okay. You know, re- like realms are in danger. So you're saying essentially that uh, by having Asgard attacked in the, in the first Thor movie, put everyone in danger. And so this time it's, gonna, it's going too far. Yeah. And as you see in this movie, it's really, they're in trouble. Like those elves did not forget about what happened. They've been mad forever. They've been mad forever. Yeah. Which I actually really thought was a good plot element. Because- I did too. I did too. It totally fits like the godlike world they're living in where people never forget their vendettas. Well, this is part of what I liked about it. And the fact is, it is a fantasy movie, you know, like these feel like Lord of the Rings movies, like that juxtapose and jump into the modern world every once in a while. That's exactly the analogy I was going to make to Lord of the Rings. Good. Because the beginning battle also felt like a kind of outtake from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of fantasy fights in this. Right right after that, perfect segue, Thor and his buddies are like liberating the nine realms, like mm-hmm. some realm somewhere. And they're doing, yeah, straight out like Lord of the Rings battles. Um, and like there's a rock monster. It's like a fantasy movie, which I was fine with. But then they jump to the guy from the IT crowd. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, anyway, listening, watch the IT crowd. It's fantastic. 
and he's the nerdy guy who's like trying to date Natalie Portman. And mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden you couldn't be more of a contrast moment. Yeah, and uh, that's fun. But um, yeah, I wasn't crazy about Natalie Portman in this movie too. And you'll get some more of what happens to her later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like the scene where the guy's trying to hook up with her. Actually, why don't I ask this question now? Okay. So Thor's hung up on, so I get why Jane would be hung up on Thor. So let's put this in this this in, in this context. She and Thor met two years ago, spent a weekend together, but the most crazy, wild, weird weekend of her life. Yeah. And she can't get him out of her mind. He's also super freaking handsome. Right. Every he's, a, he's a god or something. Too, he is right? literally a god. Yeah. Right. So I get why she would remember him. Mm-hmm. Because like he's he's her dream. Although again she's a genius right why why hasn't she been able to move on okay it's fine i get what you're saying if she isn't like yeah she could potentially like find someone i mean she's natalie fucking portman like people are gonna run like when people are gonna see her and say oh this is a girl i want to talk to anyway but why is he hung up on her i could tell you the answer i know it right now okay because as you notice in this movie, we won't go over that exact scene, but at some point in this movie, there's jealousy because that one woman who likes him in the Asgard world, like tries to make an advance on him in this movie. Sif. Yeah. And, sh- and she gets rejected. It's because he likes Jane mm-hmm. and she's like, what's wrong with you? You should be with me because we're both warriors and that's what happens. And that's exactly why he doesn't want her. That's exactly why he wants Jane from earth who's crazy and doesn't make any sense to him. He wants something totally different. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. And that, that I'm glad you asked. They're they're opposites. Okay. So you thought about this. Yeah. You, well, it's it a really good answer. Okay. It just seems to make sense to me. Hmm. Speaking of Nellie Portman, she finds this building that has the portals in it. So basically there's portals to another world. That is the portals to the dark world mentioned in this. Yeah, essentially. Title, right? Yeah, portals to another dimension. Yeah, they don't really say it's like that's the dark world or whatever. But basically, the kids found this weird little building that has all these portals in it. And so she gets there and is trying to figure it out. Uh, And then she, for some reason, which in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is a stretch. You know, it gets sucked up into a portal and gets she gets sucked up into a portal, the specific portal and area where that ether is from the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. A little too on the nose. Agreed. Yeah. So I don't like that. <laughs> we agree on that. Yeah, it's awfully literal. Yeah, and also it's like becomes a major plot point in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she's got these powers now, and then Thor jumps back down, and and they meet. Right, that's when they reunited. And then he's like, "Hey, you got to come with me because holy crap, you got these powers, and we got to protect you." And she's got basically this like energy inside her, so they go back up to Asgard, and then. Oh, yeah, and they kind of accept her in Asgard. They, no one seems to be. Yeah, no, uh, they're pretty nice. They put her in new clothes. Yeah, <laughs> immediately. Yeah, I guess because she's under threat and stuff. So, like, they appreciate that she's running away from this world that she's getting dragged into. Yeah, part was kind of interesting. I think. Although Odin called her a goat. I'm very and, specific. And, remember that because I just watched it this morning. And not the greatest of all time. No, not that way at all. He's like, he he made it a, like a, some sort of metaphor or something to a goat. And I was like, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's, she's a mere mortal, right? She's not yeah. worthy of Thor. Yeah. It's like a peasant or something. Odin wants him to marry Sif. 
Yeah, I know. And they're not going to get their way. They, or are they? Well, I mean, my theory about uh, about Thor and Sif is that they've been like flirt, flirty friends for years. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they're the same age. She's a warrior. He's a warrior. You know, it just it's just like they're the what he would see as a perfect couple. Yeah. I'm looking at these notes and there's just I, I don't know why I took so many because I probably was having a good time. But yeah. quickly, I'll try to make this quick because I have more notes than I probably need. Uh, the the curse becomes a thing. So there's a, the elves have this moment and like a ritual where they make one of them the cursed. And I guess that gives them superpowers. Is that what happened? I was kind of confused. Yeah, on I was kind of confused by that too. Somehow he like gets powers and the powers are awesome. And Yeah. Then Loki's in prison and, uh, you know, that's a thing. And then the cursed go on a rampage. How do they even get into that? into the prison I, I was confused in that too well see like and there this is where i start to get confused because the 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 prisoners are all in their armor and stuff they don't put them in prison uniform they're all in these cages transparent yeah. cages and like there's no how are they taking care of what okay you don't need to create a full world and explain how this works but this is a weird weird cage they're in right it is yeah at the very least you would like take away someone's armor yeah like they just happen to be wearing it. They, no one ever thinks to like put them in street clothes and stuff beyond the logistics of how they feed them and all this other stuff. And they're all standing there. They the cages have no beds or anything. Okay. Again, I can, I can disregard belief on some level, but it just seems really kind of sketchily thought through. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like this real quick, mo like a uh, escape scene, you know, and like all this kind of, a chaos is going on and uh the evil ships like the elf ships are invading you mm -hmm. know right like that's like it's it's a it's like one of the invasions there's like two invasions this movie and then the the mother's badass uh but then she gets herself killed yeah renee russo as uh frigga yeah yeah she kind of gets she does get fridge because she fights but why is it always the mom who gets killed or oh the i know yeah Anthony Hopkins is fine. I told you last time, like, I wanted to see more of her. I just think she's a good movie star. Yeah. Well, she's done. We I get mean, plenty I'll... of Hopkins and no Russo, really. Yeah, a she lot of Hopkins. One little moment. Calling people goats. <laughs> so then they're visiting uh, Loki in prison. I wrote down Thor and Jane are in love. What? They're like, they're, there was, like, a too long of a scene of that. Like, I think we really love each other. I was like, I, we get it. You know, like, get a room. Crazy scientists, that, that when they go back to Earth... Let's see. They need Loki's help. He pretends to be Captain America, I wrote down, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That was cute. The bit where they're walking through the, yeah. the, the castle and they're, and Loki's like changing it the way everyone looks. That was really cute. Loki's pretty good in this movie. Hiddleston is always a, a treat to watch. Yeah. And he's always feel always feels like he's one step ahead of everybody else. So I really enjoyed him in, the, in this movie. As everyone does, I think it's the one thing kind of universally everyone praises about this movie. Whether they liked it like you did or disliked it like I did, like he always seems in control of it. And so that seems like a little perfect summation of of the whole thing. And like I remember, no, I didn't see it in the theater, but I can imagine how like the crowds were like, oh my God, there's there's Captain America for a split second. It's a great little shout out. Yeah. Yeah, it is really cool. And I and like you're right, like Loki is he was front and center in what was the Iron Man, was it? Was it Iron Man? It wasn't Avengers. It was Avengers. And I was like, it's the Loki show. Yeah, it was the Avengers. Yeah, that's right. And so I think he's in it less than in the Avengers. 
in this movie. Yeah. But it's still like all the points that he hits. They're yeah, really, really powerful scenes, I think. Um, anyways, at some point they get the scientist who was his turn crazy on Earth, who helped Jane so and big, everybody. Kind of hypnotized in Yeah, he's like he's still a little crazy, but he also like knows his shit. Uh, and I think it's cool that they get them, Darcy and Jane all back together. Uh, and by the way, I don't think I'm out of order here, but at some point Loki helps them get away because like they get in a spaceship and then they go to like Loki's hiding place. And I forgot what what that was about. How Loki had a hiding place. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that too. Anyways, basically, yeah, he he uh, he helps him escape. And I wrote down big battle against the cursed. He saved Loki. Oh, there's just so much stuff that goes on now. Um, I think I got myself lost in my notes. At some point, there's a big battle against the cursed. Remember mm-hmm. that guy just starts like doing a rampage. And he saves Loki. Thor saves Loki, but then Loki almost dies. Well, basically, it looks like he's dead, right? Looks and like he's that dead. moment was cool because I felt like there was actually a brother connection for once. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. think there was? I feel like it really yeah. was honest. Yeah, and I I like that. And this is this is you know the kind of he makes me crazy, but he's still my brother. Right, right, right. But yeah, and like I, you just want some of that honesty in him because he's always being deceitful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I'm jumping forward to a Richard, the IT crowd guy calls and he helps them out because remember like they're stuck in this weird uh dark world wherever they are some dimension and um you know i don't know where they it's actually the dark are. world and her cell phone works cell phone. from the dark yeah. world yeah, right? yeah 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 and she finds her keys there too which is uh okay and shoes he he makes a joke he's like how why is there so many shoes here yeah yeah um uh-huh. But he actually gets that actually helps them because then they can get out. They get out somehow. They they have to kind of just basically beam out. See, that's another part that I thought was weird and a little weak. That like it just felt kind of arbitrary. Poof, we're at it's a problem. Poof, we're out of the problem. Yeah, there is, and that's why some of my notes are a little confusing here because it does seem like it just kind of jumps around a bit here. And anyways, at some point there's this final scene. They're on Earth, and they got to take care of these elf ships. There's just so many elf ships and the bad elf guy. And they, I like that they use this, like, really interesting technique that the scientist helps with, the intern helps with, because remember, there's the intern. The Darcy's intern, yeah. Intern. And then, and Jane uses this mechanic to actually teleport enemies away. Mm-hmm. And that becomes super important in this movie, because it helps save everybody at the end, including Thor and Jane. Um, but I like that little science and modern world mixed with fantasy. Yeah, it's a good contrast. Uh, and yeah, they get the the bad guy. Basically, the the main bad elf has to do this like fight, and that fight takes forever. Like goes just, through all just, the realms. Just yeah, and it ends up kind of on Earth in London. Yep. And they're fighting about destroying some famous landmarks in London. Question for you. Yep. The Avengers. Uh, came together to save new york didn't come together to save london Hmm. they're on their own because it's not the united states is my answer oh well that's kind of a sad that's, answer that's a sad answer no it's, it's supposed to be global answer. aren't they called aren't they a global initiative exactly wow so there's there's a little there's a hot take on that okay like, that's like America, one of those so like it doesn't um, matter it's like one of those little word bubbles that pop up. And what was that show where they had little bubbles with information? Pop-up video? Pop-up video. Oh, my goodness. It's like a pop-up video uh, <laughs> fun fact. 
Well, anyways, uh, I like my, one of my favorite scenes in any Marvel movie, and I'm saying this hands down, is when Thor beats the elf guy. Because what a beautiful coming together of things. Like there, there's energy swirling around him, all that dark ether. He does the thing where like he's using Jane's teleportation spears, remember? Mm-hmm. And then he like calls for his hammer at the exact moment. What a beautiful scene. He grabs the hammer and hits him. All the stuff with the hammer in this movie is just really fun. Yeah. There's a scene where he jumps off the, like a a balcony in Asgard and the hammer comes back to him as he's jumping and he starts flying right away. Um, And even the cape comes out of his back when the, when he grabs the hammer, it's like a lot of stuff with him throwing the hammer and the hammer doing stuff for him. It's like, it's a great little action element. And the other thing that I will say as we're running down here on the notes is at some point here, um, I wrote down, he gets on the uh, subway. Remember all this chaos, chaos is happening. And he's like, he has to get to somewhere. And he's like, I'll just get on the subway. And he asked the lady, how many stops is it? And she's like, it's three stops. Like, and then she stares at him like, ooh. Ooh, it's Thor. Uh, this is the main reason what I came out of the movie with. And I will go through a couple more notes. But is that those... We com- about the bonus scenes, yeah. Yeah, the comedy breaks that it does like that. It does them so many in Thor movies. Even the ones mm-hmm. I, 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 they did them more in this movie than I thought. Like the cat scenes where she says like, holy shit or something, or the scientist being funny. And he goes, at some point he goes, I better get my pants for this one. Like they're doing the last mission. I better get my pants. Like all these little things, they actually add up. And for me, that's kind of what I want out of Marvel movies. Okay. I want those in there. And that's why I love obviously Ragnarok is almost all comedy, but I don't mind it being the whole thing, but I did like it and appreciate it in this movie where it just popped up a lot more than I remember it popping up. Okay. Um, and so anyways, that's the, uh, well, the ending is they do the teleportation warmer thing to save Thor because the spaceship was going to fall on him instead of falls on the bad elf. Uh, and then of course, boom, like a tower falling on a, you know, orc king and yeah, again, fantasy. It's a tower falling on an orc king. You just said it. It's like, that is fantasy movie. Uh, and then Thor is gone and then like wondering if he's going to come back, but then he does come back. Because he's going to, you know, get his girl. And the reason why he did come back is because Loki told him he should. But Loki did, wasn't Loki. I mean, oh shit, I just fucked that up. Because Odin said he should, but Odin wasn't Odin. It was Loki. Right. And we don't know why. That's a great little ending. No, we don't know why at all. Because I don't know where we we saw Loki die. Like he was dying. Mm-hmm. That was the last time we saw him. Now he's all of a sudden Odin. Trickster's going to trick. Tricks is going to be tricking. Anyway, so uh, what's interesting is I don't know, without saying too much about future movies, is Jane and Thor together still? She's in Thor 3, isn't she? She's in, she's in Ragnarok? Let me oh, wait, I do not remember that movie then. Okay, you don't have to check it. Well, I'll check it. Well, when you're checking it, there is a Ragnarok teaser. It's a Ragnarok slash, I guess, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy teaser, really. But it's the collector who is Benicio del Toro, one of my favorite actors ever. And he is taking over the ether from the Asgardians who came to like have him uh, protect it. Here's my question The ether is one of the ring, uh, one of the gems then? The Infinity Stones? I didn't get the connection. But he goes one down, five to go. 
Mm-hmm. Is, is there six infinity stones? Six infinity stones. So the, somehow it's connected to one of the infinity stones. But it's the ether. I guess the ether was the manifestation of one of them. I guess so. I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. She was not in Ragnarok. Okay. Well, we'll have to we'll have to do the research on and uh, we'll watch movies and see if she ever pops back up because I don't I don't remember. But they were supposedly at the end of this movie straight up together. Okay. After the Ragnarok scene teaser, there's the last teaser, which was oh that's I'm sorry I jumped ahead. The last teaser is Jane, the two of them, and too. Thor reunion reunion. Yeah. That's it. That's the movie. I kind of to finalize my thoughts. I liked that it was action and comedy. And I liked that it had this kind of um, fantasy. I actually guess I'd like just fantasy movies. And uh, maybe that's why I enjoy the Thor series because I don't necessarily want just like guy in, in superhero outfit beating up bad robots. And maybe that's another reason I like it. You make a pretty good case, but I just didn't feel like everything came together well. And I felt like there was uh, just a few motivations that were a little sketchy and kind of didn't feel for the characters the way I wanted to. I liked them, but I didn't like them as much as I'd have in other movies. Like Hemsworth, for example, he's like not nearly the guy he was either in the first movie or in Ragnarok or in Avengers. I just feel like he has more charisma. He's more exciting to watch on screen. I just felt like there were also too many plot threads. This movie was famously there were a lot of fights behind the scenes. And I, to me, it feels like there's just uh, that's on display a lot in this movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's funny because now that I'm going over it with you in my notes, as I got confused halfway through, <laughs> I did see that there were more like weird through lines than when just watching it, which isn't that interesting. That kind of tells you about like your experience versus the actual facts, mm-hmm. which is a long tangent we don't need to go on. That's but- an interesting point, though. Yeah. Right. Cause like, I was just like, I'm having a fun time. I'm having a fun time. I'm having a funner time than I thought. Oh, that was a funny scene. Oh, that felt like a fantasy novel. You know what I mean? And then it just kept building and I, and I didn't see any flaws in it when I was watching it. And yeah. so, yeah. That means the movie worked. It's magic. Like it was supposed to for you. It had Matt. Yeah. A movie works is magic. You're right. It caught you up. It caught, it got you caught up in it. Yeah. It didn't get me caught up in the same way. Okay. Let's do scores. You go first this time. I think it's a 7.5 okay. for me. Yeah. I like had a really, like had a fun time with it. Like you said to Iron Man three last episode, I didn't have that fun with it. I just was mad all the time. And this one, I felt what you felt. I think in Iron Man three, like, yeah. Okay, cool. So I didn't sit there rolling my eyes the whole time. Like I did with Iron Man two. Hmm. There were elements of Iron Man 2 I liked, uh, like uh, certain actors in it and stuff. But so I'll give it, I'll give this movie a four. All right. Yeah, that seems to make sense. I gave Iron Man 3 a three. Yeah. Okay. So next time is Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah. And we're, uh, you know, hot off the tails of watching the series. Yeah. Disney. it'll It'll be interesting to go back and kind of revisit that. Uh, that's a movie I remember liking a lot in the theaters. So I'm expecting I'm going to give this 7.5. I'm expecting I'm going to give it a 7 when I normally would give it a 6. I think watching the series might might bump it up a bit. Like We haven't talked about it until just now, but I thought it was an okay movie. 
and I think I might like it more now because of the series and more context. All right. Thanks, Carlos. Where can people find you? Uh, YouTube.com slash a lot of things. And I should remind you to uh, subscribe if you enjoy this podcast and also to rate us on iTunes. It'll help more people find us. Yay, do it. Oh, thank you.